Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily with me, Rob Carson. It is uh, already Wednesday. It is already 4th of uh, August. A lot of news coming out of New York today on a variety of fronts, including, uh, we all know, Andrew Cuomo. And it looks like everything that we uh, had anticipated about him and his behavior in office uh, is true. And uh, it is being bowed out by charges uh, by 11 women. We're going to get into that uh, very shortly on the show. I never understood the whole sexual harassment thing. When I was a kid, I was in my 20s when Clarence Thomas was nominated and accused by a variety of people, uh, at least one person, of sexual harassment. And when the, when the debate about sexual harassment came up, I didn't understand why, we, uh, why men needed to be taught that it's inappropriate to do the things that they were, you know, many people are being uh, accused of. Remember, if you watched the movie 9 to 5, remember that? That kind of was the way of the world with workplaces and it is uh, it is unbelievable for anyone who's been harassed in any way shape or form at work but sexual harassment is humiliating it's debilitating it ruins careers ask Tara Reed Tara Reed was on her way to becoming well somebody she wanted to be uh, well, the reason why she was doing an internship in Washington DC is that she wanted to have a career in politics possibly but Joe Biden uh, trapped her on an elevator after asking uh, aides to have her dress up in a short dress and uh, serve cocktails at one of his parties and then uh, went into the elevator and apparently um, did something with one of his digits. Let me just put it that way. But the Democrat Party believes what they want to believe. They believe who they want to believe. And it's all about political expediency. And now that Andrew Cuomo is a dead man walking, then everybody can pile on. One of my colleagues, uh, Greg Kelly, last night, he came out in defense of Andrew Cuomo, saying that what he did was not, uh, you know, as egregious as they are making it out to be. But I'm going to disagree with Greg on this one. I'm just, I, I, I respect his opinion. I really do. But I, uh, I'm going to have to disagree on, on this one. I'm going to get to the different counts. We're going to get into New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, and they're not de facto. They are actual vaccine passports. This is totalitarianism. If millions of people are marching in France and Italy and Greece, then we need to be on the streets now. And if we aren't, and if we don't fight this, then the last 240 years have meant nothing because we are so far down. After being the freest country in the world for 200 plus years, that we are willing to submit to authority without questioning. A lot of this has to do with our media. A lot of this has to do with big tech. But we cannot let this stand. We cannot let this stand. This latest uh, outbreak it is based on nothing. They are wanting to return us to masks and all of the controls that they had last year. There is no doubt about that. This tiny outbreak among vaccinated in Massachusetts this summer was being used to usher in, usher back all of the restrictions of last year as we go into an election year and as everything the biden administration touches turns to crap they want to distract from that 
Also, Olympic brats getting their rear ends handed to them, but patriotic Olympians are winning gold. We'll get into all of that as the show progresses. This is the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Oh, by the way, this week sponsored by uh, American Hartford Gold. With all the tumultuousness of the economy, it might be a good idea to invest in gold and silver because the American dollar is going south. Yep, and they make it easy. They are a uh, a Better Business Bureau triple A-plus rating. And if you want gold in your portfolio or if you want gold delivered right to your door, they can do it for you. Uh, And they will give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on your first order. Just text ROB to 65532. One of the people in charge of the investigation, June Kim, talking yesterday about the charges with regard to Andrew Cuomo's behavior. As set forth in our report, we find that the culture within the executive chamber contributed to the conditions that allowed the governor's sexually harassing conduct to occur and to persist. The culture also informed the way in which the executive chamber responded to allegations of sexual harassment, as Ms. Clark has described, through violations of their own policies and through unlawful retaliation. Well, what was the culture? Words that witnesses have used repeatedly to describe it include toxic, hostile, abusive. Others use words like fear. You mean kind of like Kamala Harris's office? Fear, intimidation, bullying, vindictive. Again, like Kamala Harris's office. As one senior staffer stated bluntly, as the sexual harassment allegations became public in March of this year in text exchanges, uh, with others, with another in the executive, cha- in the administration, I quote, hopefully, when this is all done, people will realize the culture, even outside of the sexual harassment stuff, is not something you can get away with. Yes, and it shouldn't. Now, maybe looking at me or listening to me and saying, you know, he's just a guy. He probably sexually harassed somebody or whatever. No, uh, no. I was sexually har- harassed in college. I know that sounds really weird. I was sexually harassed by a male professor when I was in college, and I never said anything. I never said anything to him because he controlled the second major I was taking in, and I was afraid. I was afraid of embarrassing myself. Uh, I was afraid of uh, being punished with regard to my grades. I haven't said a lot about this, but it's long enough in the past that that I can when you can't do anything about it or you feel like you're going to be retaliated against, or in this case, you feel like the slavishly slobbering news media will come after you instead of him. And I'm going to share that very shortly with the, the slobbering love fest over Andrew Cuomo that has just been over the top for doing nothing, for sending 15,000 people to their deaths, or I should say sending sending COVID-positive patients into nursing homes and causing 15,000 deaths while he got an Emmy for his press conferences while he got a $5 million book advance that somebody else wrote the book. 11 women have come forward. Now, some of these I'm going to disagree with. State Tripper, number one, I agree with. Uh, he harassed her on a number of occasions, including one where he ran his hand across her stomach from her belly button right up to her uh, hip while she was holding the door for him at an event. He also is accused of running his finger down her back while they were on an elevator together and saying, hey, you, and kissing her on the cheek in front of another trooper. Cuomo also asked her to help him with a girlfriend, find a girlfriend, and he wanted someone who liked pain. 
Asked her why she wanted to get married, saying your sex drive goes down. This is none of your business. I am a police officer. Knock it off. And state employee number two. She's a medic in front of the cameras. Uh, he said, nice to see you, doctor. She was going to do a nose uh, test for the uh, COVID. And apparently he said, uh, you make that look good. She said um, that she was going to be gentle but accurate. And he said, I've heard that before, uh, which she said was uh, implied it was sexual in nature. Okay. After giving a speech, a state entity employee, another one, said that uh, Cuomo was said to have posed for pictures with her while sh- the picture was being taken. He grabbed her butt. Executive assistant number one, at least one kiss on the lips and touching her butt. He allegedly referred to her and one of her assistants as mingle mamas. Asked her repeatedly if, she w- if she'd ever cheat on her husband. December 31st, 2019, asked her to take selfies of him as they worked together inside the executive mansion. Uh, as she held up the camera, he reached around and grabbed her butt cheek and began to uh, rub it. Yeah, these are, kind of, uh, these are kind of problems. 2020, he allegedly groped her breast at the executive mansion in Albany. I, I'm not going to go through all of these because we are, uh, you know, we are limited with time. But Lindsay Boyland, we'll hear from her in a second, said that uh, Cuomo found her attractive, wanted to play strip poker. She also said that he physically touched her on various parts of the body, including her waist, legs, and back. She claimed that uh, once she reported her allegations, she was victimized by his team who ran a smear campaign against her while she ran in office. Charlotte Bennett, among his alleged remarks, are questions about if she'd date older men, asking her to find a girlfriend, apparently quizzing her on her sexual assault that she had endured. He tried to victimize her again. The governor invited me to lift weights with him. He challenged me to a push-up competition. In another text, she said Cuomo talked about age differences in relationships, calling his comments explicit. Wow. 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 Anna Rush, Cuomo uh, grabbed her face with both hands and said, can I kiss you? It's another one. Karen Hilton, uh, 62, spoke to the Washington Post about an incident in which Cuomo summoned her to his dimly lit hotel room and embraced her after a work event in 2000. She tried to pull away from Cuomo, but that he pulled her back and held her before she backed away and escaped the room. I paused for a second. I thought, why are the uh, why are the lights so low? He never keeps the lights this low. Hinton said they sat on opposite couches, talked about their work at eight at HUD, and that uh, Cuomo asked her personal questions about her life and marriage, including if she'd ever leave her husband. I, I stand up and say, ah, it's getting late. I got to go. She said, describing the embrace. Cuomo gave her a long, slow, too tight, too long, too intimate hug. He pulls me back in for another intimate embrace. I thought at the moment it would lead to a kiss. It could lead to other things. So I just pulled away again and I leave. He invited her to the hotel room. He tried to seduce her and it didn't work. That's what happened, kids. That what happened. Oh, here is uh, Joe Biden being asked if, if he should resign. I have a question for you on coronavirus. If Cuomo, not Biden. First, I'd like to start with the news of the day. Given back in March, you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time. Just one thing at a time. One thing at a time here. And uh, let's not focus on my past. Here is Andrew Cuomo yesterday in his uh, Twitter video denial. First, I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual... That is not what those 11 women are saying. ...advances. I am 63 years old. 
I've lived... And clearly quite virile. ...my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. I do believe that hotel rooms do not have a public view. Here he is uh, blaming it on his mother. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother... And I hope you don't touch your mother like that. From my father. Or your father. It is meant to convey warmth. Nothing more. Nothing more. <laughs> Somebody said that he blamed it on, uh, on, on being Italian. And I said, you know, then I guess uh, being Irish, I should be able to go to work, get drunk, and punch somebody. <laughs> I could say that because I'm Irish. So, you know, there, there you go. Here is one of his accusers, Charlotte Bennett. She had been sexually... Uh, abused in the past and sexually assaulted and he kind of used that to kind of knock up on the door to possibly uh, you know you know that uh his line of questioning was not appropriate he was coming on to me and he insinuated that survivors of trauma and sexual assault can't um tell the difference between mentorship and leadership that's uh, pretty predatory and sexual harassment itself which is not only insulting to me but every survivor who listened to him yesterday uh, the victim blaming is not okay when that was happening at the time how did you feel overwhelmed but mostly vindicated because i had just listened to the new york state attorney general tell me and the 10 other women that we were believed and that was powerful. And I'll bet it was powerful, absolutely. Here is uh, Gloria Allred, who is uh, representing several of the plaintiffs here, uh, talking to Eric Bowling on his new show on Newsmax. And I think it's important that uh, every uh, person have a workplace free of sexual harassment, free of the hostility uh, and the toxic nature of sexual harassment, which interferes with their right to enjoy equal employment opportunity. It places women in a no-win situation. Do they say yes? Do they say no? Either way, they lose. Uh, My client uh, was a constituent of Governor Cuomo. She was very brave to come forward. And uh, we have shown photos of the governor kissing her without her consent, grabbing her face, drawing her face to him. Uh, Governor has to stop giving excuses. Stop attacking any victim. Stop attacking the attorney general. Stop. Att- and you know, one of the few places that this still runs rampant is in governments. It's state governments in, in Washington, D.C. It's still incredibly rampant. I'm sure it's really rampant in the corporate world as well. But generally, in the corporate world, you have the capability of suing. A lot of the times political parties will circle the wagons and excuse bad behavior. Bill Clinton did it for over 25 years. Joe Biden is accused of it, but his his accuser is not uh, getting the same uh, f- claim to fame as Charlotte Bennett and not given the attention. And her career was completely, completely, completely destroyed. Here is uh, Fredo Cuomo. Chris Cuomo on CNN does not like to be called Fredo Cuomo, uh, but here he is addressing his bruh. Before we start tonight, uh, let me say something that I'm sure is very obvious to you who watch my show. And And everybody else who knows that your brother's a sexual harasser. Thank you for that. You're straight with me. I'll be straight with you. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother. And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother. Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. 
They have covered it. No, not really. They've done a really bad job of covering it. Extensively. No, that's absolutely wrong. They will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues, and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of news going on that matters also, so... Let's get after. Let's that. get after. Yeah, anything that has to do with bad stuff and Donald Trump, we'll get right on that right away. Here's the handoff between uh, Cuomo and Don Lemon last night. I'm going to make my witness, as you say, and you make know your what? Witness. I love you, brother. I love you, D. Lemon. All right. Okay, just you know, I just didn't need to see that. We took their own lives. I'm going to make my witness, as you say, and you make know your what? Witness. I love you, brother. I love you, D. Lemon. All right. I love you, D. Lemon. This is Don Lemon. Too. I love a D. Lemon. I love a D. Lemon. Night. Oh, here is the, uh, the, the, apparently last year the big thing was uh, people who loved Andrew Cuomo because he's so wonderful and all these press conferences he get and everything while people were dying in nursing homes. Uh, they called themselves Cuomosexuals. There's a group of women who came out and they said, we, we're falling in love with Cuomo. And I said, well, yeah, everyone, everyone should wear Cuomosexual in that way. I don't miss a press mm. conference. When Cuomo's on, I'm, I'm, tur- I'm like, got to go see my celebrity crush right now. Sorry. These feelings. Well, I don't think you'd want to go see him in a hotel room. Are perfectly natural. My, the lights are dim in here. Many Americans experience moments of being at least Andrew curious, if not fully Cuomosexual. Oh, my God. Andrew and Chris have captured... Started a diet last week. I'm not even hungry. ...many hearts with their on-air sparring over the last few weeks amid the coronavirus pandemic. I'm proud of what you're doing. I know you're working hard for your state, but no matter how hard you're working, there's always time to call mom. She wants to hear from you. Just so you know. Yeah, I called mom. I called mom just before I came on the show. It's not what she said. Yeah, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, you talk like that. I don't care. Here's Chelsea Handler with one of her little cute little videos that she'd do for him. Getting ready for my boyfriend to come on TV. This is an adult woman. We wake up together every single morning. Me and Andrew Cuomo. Ooh, there he is. I'm gonna bar arf. I just bar arf. Mm, I'm pretty hot for Andrew Cuomo. I'm not going to lie about that. Then why don't you meet him in a hotel room? Hmm? I mean, could Andrew Cuomo be any hotter? I'm not thinking State Trooper number one said that. Um, in other news, I still am crushing hard on Andrew Cuomo. I don't like the shirt that he wore today. I don't like where his nipples Yes, this is an adult woman. I know, I know. Yeah. Ooh, hello. And a middle-aged one at that. Uh, a little bit more of the Cuomo love fest. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. What? I was trying to think of something that I could say to you. This is Ben Stiller. I used to really respect him. That would... Uh be funny. And Actually, no, he just did some funny movies. I called your brother Chris, who could not understand why you were getting an Emmy since he's the one on television. In the darkest stage of the pandemic, your daily briefings live from New York gave us hope, gave us clarity, gave us the truth, and gave us something that we were not getting from Washington. Leadership. You ah. set the example for the rest of the nation, the rest of the world, how to be a... I can't take any more of this. So we'll see what happens, uh, whether he is going to go quietly into the night or uh, into the dark hotel room. As the case may be, we will see. Going to get into the de Blasio vaccine passports in just a couple of seconds, but the world is upside down. The country is upside down. They're talking about shutdowns. They're talking about masking again. Our government spending is out of control. A trillion dollar infrastructure deal, which is not infrastructure. And they want to push through another 3.5. 
when Congress gets back into session, that means our dollar is going down. Your dollar is buying less. One thing that you can always depend on is precious metals, silver and gold. And if you are considering investing in those, American Hartford Gold is the company that I would suggest. They sell physical silver and gold delivered right to your door or inside of your IRA. They make it easy, by the way. Highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call them right now. They'll give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on the first order. Yeah. Here is the number. 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. Or text Rob, R-O-B, my name, to 65532. Remember that. Rob to 65532. Joe Biden. Ooh, upside down on the old approval ratings. Rasmussen reports the daily presidential tracking poll for Wednesday shows that 48% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 51% disapprove. The figure includes 29% who strongly approve of the job that he's doing and 43% disapprove. That gives him a presidential approval index rating of negative 14. Not good, kids. Not good. A Thursday poll... I guess this is last week, shows that 58% of voters believe the January 6th committee is biased towards Democrats. Do you know why? Because people who pay attention aren't stupid. There you go. It's been done. It's been done in other countries around the world. It's been done in Paris. It's been done in Australia. Vaccine passports. And we said it couldn't happen here. And people in France and Italy and Greece are taken to the streets by the hundreds of thousands and millions to say, No! And we're not. Bill de Blasio announced the key to New York City pass initiative on Tuesday, a vaccine passport program barring unvaccinated individuals from gyms, restaurants, entertainment venues, everything. Putting a big old what? A scarlet U on your forehead. Here he is announcing it yesterday. Workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. This is going to be a requirement The only way to patronize these establishments indoors will be if you're vaccinated. At least people have got to come out by the hundreds of thousands and fight this one dose. The same for folks in terms of work. They'll need at least one dose. This is crucial. Unfortunately, I think the people of New York will go right along with it because we know that this will encourage a lot more vaccination. We've seen it already. We've seen the impact of the mandate we've been put in place for city workers. All it's about punishing those who won't take a, uh, a vaccine. That's what it's about. It's about making people's lives a living hell. Ready, starting to move people to vaccination. We've obviously seen the positive impact of incentive as well. The goal here is to convince everyone that this is the time. If we're going to stop the Delta variant, the time is now. The science for the Delta variant is flimsy at best. It appears to be more contagious than the original COVID-19, but far less deadly. In fact, about as deadly as the common cold. Now, if you give something a cute name, that makes it easier to swallow. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass. Oh, the key. The key to New York City. When you hear those... The key to tyranny and communism. ...words... Open the door and come on in. I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city but otherwise you're going to have to wear a yellow oh never mind uh you won't be able to go in 
This is a miraculous place, full, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're this guy is so pathetic. He, he offered burgers and fries for vaccines, and he ate french fries and a burger on camera. And it made everybody go, wow, you made me never want to eat burgers and fries again. Unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. It's time for people to see that. Please, God in heaven, someone challenge us legally. And please, God in heaven, let the American people hit the streets now. Vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. Cortez and Bellagrino had uh, one of my favorite people, uh, Sebastian Gorka, on last night. He chose to live in a country, the United States, for freedom. And the country, unfortunately, right now is disappointing him as far as the people of the country realizing what's at stake. That the nation I chose to become a citizen of um, has so much cowardice, so much lack of courage. The nation of 1776, of the Doughboys, of the Normandy beaches, of September 11th, Flight 93, genuflected at the altar of St. Fauci and, and didn't see civil disobedience across the nation saying, no, you're not closing down my business. You're not forcing me to wear a mask, as the li liberals like to say about uh, abortion, my body, my choice. Uh, your previous guest, Peter, was absolutely right. We, we should. We have seen damage done to this economy and to the psyche of this nation that may never, may never be repaired. And I want to be very clear about the facts. Very clear. We are talking about a disease that has a mortality rate of less than one percent. When it comes to our children who are still being masked in schools on playgrounds, the mortality rate isn't half a percent. It is 0.05 percent. The, the, the Delta variant is a scam. Yes, it is more transmissible, but it is less deadly than the original coronavirus. This has nothing to do with health. This is about fear and government control. And I want to see the American population, I don't care who you voted for, return to that great spirit under MLK of civil disobedience. Enough is enough. Absolutely 100%. And I'm not talking about disobedience like BLM and Antifa that burned and looted their way across the country last year. Here's more from Seb Gorka. Steve, it's so true. When you're seeing the people of France in their hundreds of thousands saying, no, no, no more shutdowns, no more mandatory inoculations. This is wrong. A couple of possible answers. Number one, as conservatives, we surrendered the culture for the last 40 years. The only thing we own today is talk radio and, and Newsmax. That's about it. Even, even Fox is problematic. Oh, yeah. The schools, the high schools, the colleges, the media, the news belongs to the left. And they have become the, the mouth organ. They have become the, the mouthpiece of this indoctrination to fear, number one. Number two, risk aversion. Fauci has been the director of that institute. I'm not going to live my life like this. I'm not going to live my life in fear. Are you going to? Are you going to listen to what the left is saying, that this is going to stay with us forever? Yesterday we heard a professor say, oh, yeah, we'll never return to normal. Well, I'm going to tell you uh, nonsense. Life returned to normal after the Spanish flu. Life returned to normal after smallpox. 
And this is not either of those. For 37 years, he was a disaster when he handled AIDS back in the 1980s. Right. And we're still... He said he was going to come up with a vaccine for that, and it's been, what, about 40 years? Listening to a man who gets $413,000 a year out of your money as the highest paid federal bureaucrat, a man who said first, masks, irrelevant. Then he said, masks, important. Then he said... Two masks are important. This man is a fraud. Fauci is a fraud. And Americans, as you said, the nation with the oldest constitution, the only nation founded on the principle of individual liberty, it's time, my friends, my fellow Americans, to act like Americans. 100%. Because the fire is there. Rob Schmidt talked to Kimberly Guilfoyle about the New York uh, restrictions. Yeah, it's a, I'll tell you what it is. It's an outrage. I mean, he has the authority to be able to say this, but it's sad because it's an assault on freedom. And who would want to live in a blue state like that when you have a place like New York literally being ruined and run into the ground? And we see this across the country. And just look at the juxtaposition of a freedom-loving state that embraces actual science and facts like Ron DeSantis in Florida, where we now reside. Um, I couldn't get out of New York quick enough, given what we're seeing there, which is totalitarian rule by a complete um, buffoon versus what we see in Florida, which is people actually understanding the facts, making decisions for themselves and for their children, keeping schools open, kids healthy, and allowing parents to make those decisions. Imagine that. But you know what? The National Institute of, uh, of Health yesterday, uh, Dr. Francis Collins is advising parents to wear face coverings inside their own homes in order to protect unvaccinated children from contracting COVID. Are you out of your freaking mind? It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people. Okay, it's rare, like almost non-existent. Or less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it if you're a young, healthy person. There's many counterexamples all around us now. Well, so in a country of three. 330 million people. Yeah, you do There's need a couple. to think about it. And that's the reason why the recommendations are uh, for kids under 12, uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of... They're going to shut down the schools again. And then they're going to try to shut down everything again. Mask wearing in schools and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this. And the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. So there you go. As your uh, baby is uh, is growing into toddlerhood, you should wear a mask on your face all the time. You should wear a mask on your face when you're changing your baby's diaper or when you're carrying him around the house. You should wear a mask on your face when you're teaching your toddler how to walk. And let's just see how that turns out. Let's just see how that turns out as a child enters adulthood, never seeing the facial expressions that make a human being. Are you out of your freaking nut? Yes, you are. You are a totalitarian. You and your agency should be stripped from top to bottom of this nonsense. Telling parents they have to wear masks in their home with their children. Dear God in heaven, why don't you just send the troops to the door to kick the door down and put the mask on mom and dad while you're at it? Unbelievable.
Rob Schmidt talked to uh, candidate for governor, Andrew Giuliani, the son of Rudy Giuliani, yesterday about Andrew Cuomo and uh, what's going to happen from here. Well, look, as you outlined before in your monologue there, Rob, I mean, we're talking about a guy who has all of these different issues that are coming up right now all at the same time yeah. when it comes to the $5.1 million book deal, when we're talking about uh, the 9,000 deaths, when they're talking about the hiding the data from all this. But the truth is, when we talk specifically about what his what he's done, what his conduct is, this has been just a pattern of Andrew Cuomo thinking that he is above the rest. If we would take his and nothing would have happened if yesterday did not statements on Brett Kavanaugh, on Al Franken, on Schneiderman, he called on them to resign immediately. So if you had Andrew Cuomo listen to Andrew Cuomo right now, he would be resigning. But that's the hypocrisy that you've outlined uh, so eloquently in your monologue. He asked for Brett Kavanaugh to resign, uh, and and those uh, accusations by one individual were scurrilous at best. They were a joke. Here's a little bit more from Andrew Giuliani running for governor now. That's exactly right. It's still on. Well, here's the thing. The Biden DOJ said federally that they did not want to continue to investigate it. On a state level, it is still under investigation right now. But I understand why the Biden DOJ would not want to investigate it. Sure. It's because it wouldn't just be Andrew Cuomo who would be going down with the ship. You talk also about Gretchen Whitmer, who has that issue. Talk about Murphy in New Jersey. Also, Newsom in California. I mean, this is their Democratic stars. As you mentioned before, these are people who would be seeking the White House. And they're failing their way around the country. It's the way that Andrew Cuomo was seeking the White House just 12 months ago. And now, ultimately, he cannot keep his hands to himself. But you're absolutely right. We cannot forget what I think is the most egregious crime that Andrew Cuomo committed, which is yep. he let his ego get in the way of public policy. At Listen to this about what happened with nursing home residents. The yep. same time that you had the USS Comfort coming up, the Hudson River. He, that was a hospital ship that Donald Trump readied and sent to New York. He did not want to. That was not used at all. Give Donald Trump the political win. And that's why he signed that executive order to send all of those sick patients in with those healthy patients. The blood of at least 9,000 of the 15,000 New York seniors who died in nursing homes is on Andrew Cuomo's. Some of them could have gone to the uh, the annex that they built, the hospital annex with the convention center in New York. I think it's called the Javits Center, the, uh, the hospital ship. Neither of them were used. And all because of selfish pride. The same went with uh, uh, saying hydroxychloroquine could be used as a uh, prophylaxis. But, you know, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Here's American Agenda. Um, Alex Clark actually talking on American Agenda. She's with Turning Point USA on Andrew Cuomo. Well, first of all, I think that the Democrats need to make an example out of Governor Cuomo and end this veil of protection that they have over him. Otherwise, they can absolutely no longer claim to be the party of morals and values and protecting women. I don't know how they could do that in the first place. Um, I think New York State Democrats must immediately move towards impeachment proceedings against him. And then the Biden administration needs to encourage that. This entire state is a disaster. And I don't know if you know this, but Andrew Cuomo pardoned thousands of convicted child molesters and allowed them to vote. And by the way, guess where they were allowed to vote? I don't know. What would be the most horrendous place that he could allow child molesters to uh, vote? At schools. That, combined with the nursing home scandal, this sexual violence evidence, this is all more than enough to put the nail in the coffin on this bozo's career. I I hope so. We'll see what happens. You know, um, 
Yesterday, there was a report that came out. Uh, Republicans published a report on where the uh, Wuhan virus came from. And it's fairly obvious. In fact, it should be completely obvious that it came from the uh, level four bioweapons lab in Wuhan, where the Wuhan virus came from. It's painfully obvious it came from there. And what's even more painfully obvious is we helped finance it. Thank you, Anthony Fauci. Here's a media montage. Last year, when Donald Trump was in office about, uh, about how suspecting that the virus could come from China was xenophobic. The president referred to the coronavirus as a, quote, foreign virus. And I think it's going to smack, uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of a xenophobia. Xenophobic war- No, it didn't actually. Not to a lot of Americans. Most Americans weren't stupid like you. Time Trump, um, where he thinks the only path now is to basically declare the virus public enemy number one, uh, painted in somewhat racist terms. The xenophobia and the racism in outbreak is such a common thing, and it is incredibly dangerous. It is problematic. And it is scary, and I just really want to. And it never existed. Call that out. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? Why do you keep using this? A lot of people say it's racist. Listen to this. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. Here it is. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. This is fantastic. This is here's another montage from last year. This is uh, the media insisting that there's no way this virus could be man-made. Former CDC director Robert Redfield told our own Sanjay Gupta <laughs> in a new CNN documentary that he believes COVID-19 originated from a lab in Wuhan. Yeah. Even though Obviously, there has been no formal evidence to support that. Because everything was shut down. You couldn't even speculate on social media. And the uh, the mainstream media was not journalistically curious about it. You know, the lab leak theory doesn't seem like a plausible theory unless you aggregate the biggest collection of uh, coronaviruses and put them in a lab. The theory that the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. They were also wrong about uh, Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. They were wrong about that. But they have no shame. Tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci tells National Geographic that, quote, this virus could not have been artificially or (laughs) deliberately manipulated. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. It it came from a natural source. It didn't come from a lab. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab. I'm trying to figure out this lab because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. It sounds yeah. like they're talking about a man-made virus that China was weaponizing that got out of control. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. So unbelievable. Here is uh, Cortez and Pellegrino talking with Peter Navarro. By the way, China owes us about 20 trillion bucks. The punchline here, Steve, what I would love to see is reparations for the costs. And you and I have talked about this before. Those costs exceed a year's gross domestic product of this country, over $20 trillion. And so what I thought was the the worst part about this report did a good job in the analysis. It made the case for murder and then gave them a parking ticket. And the idea that the only actionable item is to somehow... Uh, have Peter Dossett come and testify for the Congress. What really needs to happen here, Steve, is we need to present China, communist China, with a bill for $20 trillion and to have Tony Fauci hauled up before Congress 
be held accountable for the house that Fauci built. Because if that virus came from the lab, the report says it does, Fauci is one of the fathers of the pandemic. Yep, but of course he won't admit that because he is um, actually uh, avoiding all uh, unfriendly, what he would consider unfriendly media, you know. Because remember, if you thought it came from a Chinese lab and it was created by the Chinese uh, Communist Party, that was uh, disinformation or uh, disinformatia. Let's talk a little bit about the border crisis. The number of uh, migrants stopped at the U.S.-Mexico border in July surpassed 200,000, reaches a 20-year high. I said this during the Obama administration. I'm saying it during now. We don't need to look for the root causes. It is policy. It is policy set by the White House. Here is Rob Schmidt talking to uh, Senator Ron Johnson about the border crisis. Well, it generally does go down because the summer months are that much hotter and that yeah. much more dangerous. You know, Vice President Harris went down to Central America searching for the root cause. She should have just walked into the Oval Office because the root cause is President Biden and his policies. That's what's causing this. And we are, you talk about 188,000 or over 200,000 a month. Uh, it's over 6,000 people per day that are being apprehended. Uh, we know we have no border. The agents are literally throwing their hands up and just allowing people to stream in now. We are, the country is being invaded wholesale right now. One of the sacred duties of the federal government is to protect our sovereignty, and they are not doing that intentionally. That's somewhere between 750 and 1,000 known gotaways. Uh, we don't know how many unknown gotaways there are. Uh, I did a quick little calculation, said that if this on this pace, based on the number of people they are releasing into the interior with a notice to appear or just a notice to report, plus the known gotaways, we're looking at about 600,000 people this year being led into America, being dispersed throughout the country, cities, states. They don't know where these people are going. But just to put that in perspective, Wyoming doesn't have that much of a population. Right. This is a, a group of people larger than the population of Wyoming approaching the population of Vermont, and it's growing. This, it's, this isn't abating. It's not getting less. Every month, it's growing. And they're looking past all of the child sex trafficking, all of the rapes, all of the molestations, the virus, the coronavirus, the drug trafficking, the illegals coming in from other countries around the globe, realizing that the southern border is open. This is sickening, and it has to stop. And it has to stop. It's time for people to be heard. Let's talk about the Olympics. Transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard announced her retirement following a controversial appearance at the Tokyo Olympics where she failed to complete a single lift. She's 43 years old, Laurel Hubbard, and turned into a girl uh, back in 2012 after being out of weightlifting competitively for 16 years as a man. Decided that uh, in uh, approaching middle age that uh, he would become a she and then she could compete with women. And suddenly she became, you know, like kind of like a big deal. For female weightlifting, even though she spent her entire life as a key in weightlifting competitions and got his butt handed to him uh, by other weightlifters. Yeah, yeah. So her appearance on the uh, sport's biggest stage was short-lived after she failed to record a single snatch lift in uh, Tokyo. You see, if she would have been able to complete the snatch, she could have gone on and tried the clean and jerk. That's real. That's, that's, that's real. That's real. Now Hubbard says she's ready to step away from the spotlight as her age has caught up with her. Plus, you know, guys, you also got to start thinking about menopause. 
you know, seriously, you might want to consider a calcium supplement there, uh, Laurel Hubbard, uh, because honestly, it's it's going to happen. You know, you're going to start getting those hat, hot flashes. You know, you're going to have your, uh, you know, your uh, December summer kind of thing going on there. She said, uh, age has caught up with me. In fact, uh, if I'm being modest, it probably caught up with me some time ago <laughs> before I, when I was a man competing, uh, not competing at all, <clears throat> who was uh, more than 20 years older than uh, most of her rivals. Yeah. My involvement in the sport is probably due, if anything else, to heroic amounts of anti-inflammatories, and it's probably time for me to start thinking about hanging up the boots and concentrating on other things in my life. Although I might mention that you could uh, you could identify as a child and compete in the Junior Olympics where you could still totally kick butt. Totally, totally, totally. Here is Grant Stinchfield talking about uh, karma causing Olympic losers. The main social justice warriors there kneeling. Their so-called activism. Well, they just lost to Canada for the first time in 20 years, killing their gold medal chance. It's the second time in a row they've been knocked off a chance for a medal. And I have to say, divider-in-chief Megan Rapinoe is at fault for leading her team into politics and not practice. Karma, right? How about Gwen Berry, the arrogant hammer thrower who turned away from the American flag? She finished 11th out of 12 people at the Olympics, which makes her like a kid, uh, you know, a Baltimore kid in a math competition. Guess what happened to her? She failed to medal. And then there's Laurel Hubbard of New Zealand. Don't be mad. I'm just talking about Baltimore Public Schools. Biological male who started trying to weightlift at a women's competition. She started a big stink about wanting to compete in women's weightlifting. Well, I don't even want to think about Laurel Hubbard and the word big stink. They let him. And lo and behold, Hubbard has already exited from the Olympics, failing all three lifts yesterday, not even finishing. Hubbard was not only one not to compete even one lift again karma here here is uh, grant talking about an olympic hero that will be the face of this olympics tamra mensa stock she won a medal in the women's 68 kilogram freestyle wrestling on tuesday here's grant's rave on her her name is tamira mensa stock and she just became the second american to win a wrestling gold medal today no drama no activism just hard work watch this it feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it. And I'm wait, 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 wait. You're a person of color. You're supposed to hate America and say it's institutionally racist. So happy I get to represent USA. <laughs> USA. Way to go, Mensa Stock. That's how all of our athletes should be acting. Patriotic, proud of our country, humble, happy, so kudos to Tamira for setting an example, an example the other athletes should learn from. This is what the American dream is all about. Let's listen to a little bit more of this wonderful Olympic champion before we say goodbye today. Of course I surprised myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. Like, I just leave it in his hands, and I pray that all the practice that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what I have next. She is amazing, and we have many Olympic champions this year who should be an inspiration to all of us. Unfortunately, they've been overshadowed by the Bratz, by the Megan Rapinoe's, by the ben Gwen Berries, and the U.S. men's Olympic team. All humiliated. All humiliated this year. And I have never, ever, ever, ever rooted against 
Olympic athletes from the United States. But when you root against the country, you don't belong on the team. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. If you get a chance to, please subscribe. Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Otherwise, we are on 50 other platforms. And if you're familiar with podcasts, you know where they are. And if you want to find them, for sure, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. That will do it, guys. Have a glorious day. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the police and firefighters and truly patriotic Olympic athletes. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.